Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. All right, everybody, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. We've got a jam-packed show today. The Redskins go international. We'll have details on that. Alex Smith, E60, Project 11. We'll have thoughts on that because, well, a couple months ago, as the Redskins wrapped up a horrible 2019 season, we finally got to talk to Alex, and he said some things uh, that, you know, can potentially shed some light on what's to come on the Friday night debut of Project 11, his road to recovery, and also what it means for the future for him individually and for the Washington Redskins. Without further ado, though, I want to play part one of our video conference via Zoom and Redskins.com with number two overall pick, Chase Young from the Ohio State University. Again, we're only going to be able to play one part today because there's just so much news. We'll break it up into a couple of days so that you can get a little chase in your life every single day. So here's part one starting with the first question of the morning or of the afternoon in that particular case, we'll have more coming up in future episodes of the Locked on Redskins podcast because we're going to get a chance to talk to Antonio Gibson and Antonio Gandy-Golden. That's right. The Redskins lead the NFL in one key category, Antonio's on offense. Here's Chase Young, part one, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Enjoy. Hey, Chase, congratulations again. And uh, this is Les Carpenter at the Washington Post. Uh, just kind of wondering, have you over the years followed pass rushers? Do you, do you have like a bunch of guys that you like? I mean, do you, are you someone who watches old tapes of these guys and kind of kind of yeah. emulates anything or is it you kind of just do it on your own? Yeah, no, I watch uh, a lot of old film um, of guys. Um, I remember in college uh, I would get, um, you know, Coach Jay to put uh, – and our, our hot folder on uh, film, I, w- I would get him to put uh, every sack that week from the NFL. I would get him to put uh, every sack, um, every Von Miller sack, uh, Khalil Mack, um, Nick, um, Joey sack. Um, so, and I would go back um, also just watch film of uh, when Joey was in college. And I would get Coach Jay to make cut up to Joey um, and Nick just so I can look at it. So I do a lot of, um, you know, watching old film guys. David Aldridge. Chase, welcome back. David Aldridge with The Athletic. Um, was wondering, <clears throat> as you developed your repertoire, particularly with pass rushing, did you find something was particularly uh, – did you come to something particularly well, whether it was a swim or a rip or, or any of the moves? And how did you start to put those things together in combination over your time there? To be honest, um, you know, it was a process, man. Um, you know, my, my freshman year, that was a, you know, that was a, I had got a taste of, you know, um, what we call, like I say, drink the Kool-Aid, um, our technique that we do. Uh, my sophomore year, you know, obviously I got better my junior year, I got better. And I feel like, you know, it's just repetition. Um, you know, I really don't know how I did it. I just started doing it over and over again. And, uh, you know, just really start paying attention to, um, you know, each detail, um, you know, in, in, in our toolbox, uh, you know, that we use in the game. And, uh, you know, I, I just told myself and I promised myself that, uh, you know, I would um, 
you know, focused that whole summer leading up to my junior year um, solely on our technique. And I, I, I did that and uh, it paid off for me. John Kahn. Hey, Chase, I'm John Kahn from ESPN. Again, congratulations. Uh, following up on Les's question about guys you were looking at, what did you learn from watching them? And is there one of those guys that you compared your game to? Yeah, um, I compare – if I compare anybody or say um, I play like anybody, I feel like it's Julius Peppers. Um, but, uh, you know, I did uh, – I watched Nick a lot um, and, and Joey a lot just because they took, um, you know, our technique to the NFL. And, um, you know, I watched them a lot just to see, um, you know, if it worked on the next level. And obviously – it's working on the next level. So that's something I found out and I'm uh, very excited about. Why did you compare yourself to Julius? Um, I mean, that was a guy that I always just, you know, grew up watching, uh, you know, back when he was with the Panthers. Um, when he came out, uh, you know, when he was with the Bears, um, I, I watched him. Uh, so, um, and my uncles, they always used to talk about Julius. My dad, that was one of, you know, my dad didn't have an NFL team, but he liked Julius Peppers. So, um, you know, I just grew up, you know, always talking about and watching Julius Bellis. Thank you. J.P. Finley. Jordan was a guy who – Hey, Chase, this is J.P. Finley, NBC Sports Washington. Um, congrats on uh, everything becoming official, being the number two Thanks. overall pick. One thing I found pretty interesting there is you talked about your growth in three years at Ohio State. How much better do you think you can get if that happened over just three <clears throat> years? Yeah, I, I, I go back and uh, and look at all the mistakes I made in college, um, you know, on film and stuff. And, and man, it's it's a lot of stuff that I can correct, man. Um, man, it's, it's it's a lot of stuff. So, you know, uh, I can definitely get better. Um, you know, my my hands can definitely get better. Uh, my hips can definitely get better. My my first step can. Um, you know, hand placement on in, in the run game can, can get better. Miss a lot of stuff. I got in my head that you know right now. I'm focused on and I'm working on, um, you know, just just so I can, uh, you know, do do better at it in, in the league than I did in college. And I talked to uh, Coach Johnson on draft night, and he said that night when you talked to him, you were fo- you were still trying to go to practice like that night. What has his guidance for you done, and and has that pushed you to be a guy that's just consumed with football all the time? Yeah, man, Coach Jay, man, it was a blessing. Thank I thank God every day because he put Coach Jay in my life. Uh, um, you know, Coach Jay, man, he um, he 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 helped guide the whole unit. Uh, you know, but it's like when you when you get a real um relationship with Coach Jay, and uh, you know, you go to him um, you know, extra all the time, and you know, you just you know keep doing that. You just build a relationship. Um, then like and you let him know that you know I'm here. I'm all in. And uh, he goes all in, too, for you, too. And I feel like that's how it was. Uh, you know, he was all in for me. I was all in for him. And we just really put it all out on the line for each other. So, um, you know, he, he's got me. Um, and just working with him, he, I've, I've grown um, tremendously. I, I got more focused. Um, just compared to my freshman year, I've got more focused. Um, man, everything, man. It's, um, Coach Jay, everything that they say about him is true. He's the guru. Um, you know, he, he is the best of the best, and uh, I appreciate it. All right, so once again, that is part one of Chase Young, part two and three coming up in due time.
next episode. Stay tuned. Make sure you watch out for that. Plus, again, we will uh, be able to hopefully bring you Antonio Gandy-Golden and uh, Antonio Gibson, assuming that everything goes okay with those particular uh, productions that we are uh, endeavoring on uh, as part of the Redskins media. All right, so... You have Chase Young there. When we return on the Locked on Redskins podcast, we will have two things for you. Again, the Redskins going international and thoughts on Alex Smith, E60, and Project 11. That's all still to come right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. What's going on, guys? It's Chris Russell here, Locked on Redskins. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner when you're having lunch hell when you're having breakfast i love food that's why well that's why i me and that's why i love using postmates i kind of love them even more right now because i can get food delivered without leaving the house and if you smell what i'm cooking or not cooking you know how important that is at this very time they have postmates pickup which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Got a good wing place that I love. Listen up. Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens, 7-Eleven, and dropping it right outside the door. Just download Postmates on an iPhone or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour for a limited time postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first 7 days to start your free deliveries download the app and use code locked on nfl that's code locked on nfl for $100 of free delivery credit for your first 7 days when you download the postmates app anything you need anytime you need it postmate it we welcome you back to the locked on redskins podcast I'm Chris Russell good to have you with us Right here on L-O-R. All right, so here we are a couple of days removed from the NFL draft, and the Redskins are still signing players. But this is a little bit different. The Redskins are going international. Now, listen, this wasn't completely their choice per se. Uh, Apparently, this is a thing that the NFL does, which I, I knew about, but I just didn't think about quite honestly uh it's the international program and what they do is they randomly select one division of teams and i guess they have four slots um and what they do is it's called the international players pathway program right so the nfl in conjunction i guess with the teams they assign international players for a particular year And in 2020, randomly, the NFC East was chosen. So each one of the NFC East teams get an international player. And the Redskins got a defensive lineman named David Botta. More on him in a sec. So here's the deal. According to the NFL uh, and NFL.com, these players remain with the respective clubs until it through at least the end of training camp. Uh, then they are eligible for a practice squad exemption. So it's not a guarantee that these players will even be on the practice squad or that they will stay with their respective organization. But you can pretty much bet it's going to take a lot 
you know, meaning the player probably doesn't want to be there, is homesick, is, you know, not feeling it, whatever, in order for these players to not be at least on the practice squad under an exemption. I assume with the practice squad rules being what they are, uh, that basically you'll get, you know, an 11th spot instead of just 10 spots. So the Dallas Cowboys got Isaac Alcaron, the Philadelphia Eagles got Matt Leo, and the New York Giants, Sandro Platzgumer. <laughs> um, these names are, are kind of hard to pronounce in some cases. The Redskins got an easy one. David Bada, who is a defensive end uh, and can kick inside defensive line and probably play inside in the 4-3, he, when asked by Larry Michael of Redskins.com, if he was um if he was just a defensive end he said no you know like uh play you know basically anywhere on the defensive line uh, because he said he's about 300 pounds now, i don't know if he misunderstood the question because uh, he doesn't look 300 pounds to be honest with you but i mean that's neither here nor there i guess we'll find out and if that's the case, you know, that kind of sucks in, in this regard. It, it's, it's the Redskins' deepest area. But here's the problem, or here's the thing. Um, Ron Rivera, and he reached out to David Bada on Tuesday. There's a heartwarming video. We have some of it up at redskinsreport.com. I'm trying to get the audio so that you guys can hear it. Um, but that takes a little while. Ron Rivera, and I didn't know this, to be honest with you, until recently when I was watching the Amazon Prime All or Nothing series on the 2018 Carolina Panthers. I just didn't pay really much attention. Uh, It didn't really affect the Redskins, and I just, you know, I only have time for so many things. I don't have time for what I need to have time for. But F.A. Obata is a defensive end. And he has spent the last couple of years with the Carolina Panthers. And he joined them in 2017. And in 2018, he won an actual 53-man roster spot. And then I remember, I think it was week three, maybe it was week four, I can't remember. It was week three, where he actually got activated and he had a hell of a game. A hell of a game for Ron Rivera and the Carolina Panthers. Um, He's had uh, 24 total tackles. He's appeared in every game for the Panthers since the start of the 2019 season. Uh, That was Rivera's last year. This game that I'm talking about in this debut in 2018, and what they show is him going back home, I believe it's to the United Kingdom, and just the kind of hero's welcome that he got. Just such a cool moment. And when you look at some of the video from David Bada, and I assume his agents are the ones that are telling him he's been, he made it to the NFL. And then you see Ron Rivera calling him uh, in a different video and explaining uh, how this works and explaining his interest and explaining his history with F.A.O. Bada. Again, very different than David Bada. 
but F.A. Obata kind of set the road in Ron Rivera's mind. Now, what hurts, again, David Bada and why you probably should not expect a 53-man roster spot barring some sort of weird circumstances, again, the defensive line is the Redskins' deepest area. But it allows him to develop, right? I mean, if he's got any sort of skill whatsoever, which you would think he does, and I've seen some tape on him, and I mean, he looks like he can move around a little bit, and clearly he's chosen by the NFL to be a part of this program, so they think he's got something, you know, then this allows him to develop for at least a year if he wants to and if he has any sort of you know, I guess, mental tenacity to stay around. So, again, you probably won't be seeing him on the field until at least 2021 in terms of, like, regular season play, but I can't rule it out either. Late in the 2020 season, if he hangs around, if he keeps practicing, if he keeps getting better, and as bodies start to basically break down and as guys aren't available even as deep as the Redskins defensive line is you might see David Botta late in the regular season who knows who knows I think this is a pretty cool program I think this is a pretty cool idea I think it's good that they do it for each of the teams uh, in the division so this way it's even it doesn't cost anybody in a, a practice squad spot now obviously if he's on the 53 that's a different story but they're just talking about for a practice squad it basically guarantees uh that they'll be with the team until the end of training camp now i'm not sure when they say the end of training camp if they mean like literally the end of quote-unquote training camp which is when the Redskins head back from Richmond to Redskins Park which is generally right before the second preseason game or if they're talking the end of the preseason and therefore the cut down to 53 that's unclear so we will have to dig some um, a little bit on that but still a really cool thing uh, and you know it, it, it just shows that the Redskins and uh, they didn't have much to do with is my understanding but it just shows that the Redskins are continuing under Ron Rivera to be at the forefront of like changing around the culture yes but also changing around the way they're viewed and the things that they're trying to do and that's a big thing for a brand that was you know largely just smashed to the ground by Bruce Allen and uh, Dan Snyder uh, and and really had lost a lot of its luster the fact that they've hired Jennifer King, the fact that, uh, you know, they've hired, um, you know, th- that they've just done all sorts of different things um, this offseason to kind of open up doors and opportunities, uh, even though, again, this is not necessarily them being creative, them being welcoming and them doing the, the virtual draft party. They were the first team, uh, you know, to do that. Um you know, just different things that they've done as an organization, it feels different. Opening up doors and opportunities for international players, African-American female coaches, um, that type of thing, they're fans. It is good to see. It is good to see after such a blatant disregard uh, for, for these type of things, quite honestly, under Bruce Allen. That's all all I can say. All right, we'll uh, finish up the Locked on Redskins podcast next with a couple of thoughts on Alex Smith 
and Project 11, which debuts this Friday on ESPN. Talk to him at the end of the year. We'll relay a little bit of that and tell you where you can read and hear more from Alex Smith before Friday night's debut on the Locked on Redskins podcast. All right, we wrap up the Locked on Redskins podcast. We heard part one of Chase Young in today's episode. As well, we just talked about David Bada and the Redskins uh, being a part of the international player program and uh, maybe spend a little bit too much time on that, but I think it's a pretty cool story. Uh, and again, go watch the videos. I have some of them up at redskinsreport.com. You can watch some of the other ones uh, at redskins.com uh, because it is cool to kind of see, again, I presume it's his agents. It doesn't really make it clear uh, on a Zoom video conference type setup telling him that he indeed made the NFL. Now, in that particular part, he doesn't find out, at least that, you know, was released. You don't see, like, the fact that he made the Redskins. But then in the other video that the Redskins did, you see Ron Rivera uh, calling him, and then you see a full-length interview with Larry Michaels. So go check that out. That'll be cool. It'll be interesting to get to meet him uh, and see what he's all about. Seems like a really genuine, uh, nice young man. All right, so we wrap it up with another nice uh, guy, and that's Alex Smith. And listen, I feel bad because I, you know, I don't know Alex really well. I mean, I've only, you know, talked to him once or twice. Um, I mean, he's just, you know, I wasn't on the beat, quite honestly, um, in the in the one year that he was here, and I kind of just stayed away. Um, and so I only got to meet him, you know, once or twice and meet him as in like, hey, Alex, you know, that type of thing. It wasn't like we had dinner or anything like that. So I don't want to misrepresent. Uh, but your heart goes out for this guy, what he's been through. Uh, you've probably seen the gory, just awful, awful images and pictures that have been circulated uh, as part of this E60 uh, on ESPN Friday night Project 11 debut. Um, I know TMZ had them through ESPN, I believe is how they got them. I, I don't know exactly the chain. That's how I saw it. Um, and again, I have that picture up at redskinsreport.com under a graphic warning. And on Tuesday, I did a feature uh, as well, kind of, you know, to help promote the piece, uh, incorporating and embedding some of the promotional video that the Redskins and ESPN sent out, but also incorporating a couple of the videos that I took from the Redskins locker room uh, as the Redskins season came to a thankful and merciless, whatever that word is, end where we no longer had to watch that team anymore. And Bruce Allen had, you know, been let go, and of course Jay Gruden had been let go, and uh, it was going to be the dawning of a new era. And Alex Smith walked into the locker room, and he had not talked to reporters since the couple of days before that injury. So it had been over a year since he had talked to reporters, and he was, again, under no obligation. It was just really cool for him to just walk right in and boom, start talking. Um, and so I was able to get some, you know, raw video uh, of that. The audio is not as great as I would have liked it because uh, ridiculously players were playing ping pong very loudly uh, and destroying every bit of audio that we had, which was part of my problem with the ping pong table. But nevertheless, uh, it was still good to catch up with him and hear him say, yes, absolutely, his plan is to play again. That's what he's trying to do. Talking about how there is no blueprint because – 
Well, his recovery is very unique. I mean, you know, yes, there are similarities between Joe Theismann 30 years ago and Tim Crumry and, and, and others, but, you know, very different, very different position, very different times in their lives. You know, and will Alex Smith ever come back? Probably not. Uh, I mean, I've been told over and over and over and over and over and over again that he won't. But who am I to say that he can't? Who am I to say that he won't? I know he's trying. Um, I I don't think this documentarily, this documentarily, this documentary will incorporate some sort of definitive plan for the future. I don't think that will happen, but I can't rule it out. I don't expect him to retire, uh, and in this particular piece, again, at redskinsreport.com, you hear directly from Alex a couple of different clips talking about Dwayne Haskins, talking about Dan Snyder, and at that point, Bruce Allen, uh, how responsible he felt, what he wanted to do, um, you know, kind of his road to recovery, how he was going to be there to help uh, people, what he was kind of going through a little bit. Uh, it's really fascinating audio. Uh, I would highly suggest you go check it out if you have a human side to you. Um, you know what this guy has been through before you go and watch the E60 documentary because that could be a little squeamish, quite honestly. I don't know exactly how much of the really bad stuff is coming. I, I would imagine it's not going to be that gory, but it's going to be gory enough. Um, so go check that out, uh, and we'll try and get you the audio uh, on the next episode, I'm trying to, I'm quite honestly having some struggles converting uh, it because, well, I'm not the best when it comes to uh, technical stuff and uh, I got a lot of other things going on. So uh, trying to bring that to you, but go check it out for right now, redskinsreport.com if you want to. Uh, and just know that, you know, basically, again, I, you know, I don't know Alex that well, but I think we all are, are hoping for the very best. I'm just glad to see him walking around again, whether he's got a limp, a gait, whether he plays. I, I mean, who cares? And quite honestly, I mean, listen, his salary cap situation uh, and the guarantees in his contract put the Redskins at a really, 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 really difficult spot. Um, but the NFL should have stepped in and helped them, and they didn't. Uh, just absurdly ridiculous. Uh, and on top of that, I wonder what's going to happen next year if if Alex makes it back this year or doesn't make it back this year. For the first time next year and under the final two years of his deal, there's no guaranteed money. Now the Redskins would have to take a salary cap penalty, a dead cap money hit of a total of about $10.8 million, which they can probably split up into two years. But there's no more guaranteed money like there was last year and like there is this year, which is why his cap number this year, whether he plays, whether he practices, whatever, is $21.4 million. So we'll have to see. We outline that in the piece as well. Um, just hoping that Alex Smith can live a normal life and can be uh, good again. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, coming up on the next episode, def- definitely the rest of the Chase Young session with the media we will also hear uh, hopefully in future episodes from Antonio Gibson and Antonio Gandy Golden uh, and more right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast I'm Chris Russell adios